Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it, believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call, did write letters, and some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said, I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Hello and welcome to Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of a hoof-wanking bungle cunt to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim. And I'm your host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this week is if by whiskey. And so did you get that description of Trump from <laughs> Susie Dent? You know, the, no, no, uh, the no, this is... This is one that I didn't get from Susie Dent. No, it's a, hoof wanking bungle cunt is a British term for a rich idiot, basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've not heard. I've heard all the words separately. I've not heard them mashed yeah, yeah. together in no, that. It's extremely common. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, there was yeah. a linguist like Susie Dent who put something mm. on Twitter a few months ago saying something about the the kind of most pleasing rhythm for swear words. Right. And hoof-wanking bungle cunt doesn't fit it. Oh, okay. So I replied with, okay, well, how come hoof-wanking bungle cunt <laughs> works <laughs> so well then? <laughs> yeah. And, <he> came <laughs> and, back. and they and various other people went, yeah. oh, yeah, no, that one is brilliant. That one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. it's almost an iambic pentameter, uh-huh. isn't yeah. it? It's dum dum dee dum dee dum Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no, fair enough. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the exception that proves the rule. Yes, quite. So, if by whiskey, mm. this one comes uh, from a, a one specific speech yep. that was given by a Mississippi lawmaker called Noah Sweat, who's who went by the nickname Soggy, Soggy oh, okay. Sweat. <laughs> right, not no, not no Sweat. No. Yeah, right. Soggy okay. Sweat, who yeah. was a Mississippi lawmaker who, in the fifties, while Mississippi was still a dry state, the prohibition mm-hmm. had not been repealed there. Because it's a progressive, forward-thinking state. Yeah. He was asked about what he thought of whiskey. Right. And so he gave this speech, mm-hmm. which I'm going to read in, in toto because it does kind of set the scene for what this whole okay. thing is. Yeah. So he Are said, you going to read it like Forrest Gump? I'm not. I'm going to okay. do it in my voice because I okay. can't sustain an accent for that long. <laughs> we'll AI so, swap it later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My friends, I had not intended to discuss this controversial subject at this particular time. However, I want you to know that I do not shun controversy. On the contrary, I will take a stand on any issue at any time, regardless of how fraught with controversy it might be. You've asked me how I feel about whiskey. All right, here is how I feel about whiskey. If, when you say whiskey, you mean the devil's brew, the poison scourge, the bloody monster that defiles innocence, dethrones reason, destroys the home, creates misery and poverty, yea, literally takes the bread from the mouths of little children, if you mean the evil drink that topples the Christian man and woman from the pinnacles of righteous, gracious living into the bottomless pit of degradation and despair and shame and helplessness and hopelessness, then certainly I am against it. But... 
If when you say whiskey, you mean the oil of conversation, the philosophic wine, the ale that is consumed when good fellows get together, that puts a song in their hearts and laughter on their lips and the warm glow of contentment in their eyes. If you mean Christmas cheer, if you mean the stimulating drink that puts the spring in the old gentleman's step on a frosty, crispy morning, if you mean the drink which enables a man to magnify his joy and his happiness and to forget, if only for a little while, life's great tragedies and heartaches and sorrows, if you mean that drink, the sale of which pours into our treasuries untold millions of dollars which are used to provide tender care for our little crippled children, our blind, our deaf, our dumb, our pitiful, aged and infirm, to build highways and hospitals and schools, then certainly I am for it. This is my stand. I will not retreat from it. I will not compromise. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well read. Yes. If when you say that, you mean this. Yeah. 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 So nice. uh, as a fallacy, it can be used to mean basically taking both sides of a topic and, right. and giving yeah. an answer so vague or supposed to please everybody that you don't yeah. really take a stance. Yeah. Obviously, in this instance, what he was doing was actually not really a fallacy. It was a, just a rhetorical device mm. to point out that there are good arguments on both sides. Yeah. And that it is a nuanced issue and not as simple as as kind of black and white thinking might lead you to believe. He said yeah. later, when I finished the first half of the speech, there was a tremendous burst of applause. The yeah. second half of the speech, after the close of which the wets all applauded, the dries were as unhappy with the second part of the speech as the wets were with the first half. Excellent. <laughs> I love the so. way he says, this is my stand. I will not retreat. <laughs> Absolutely. I will not compromise. It's got the, it's, it's filled with that, that kind of the 50s beauty uh, of a Frank Sinatra record, isn't it? It's just it's beautifully written yeah. and perfectly delivered, and and is a gag at both camps' expense, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah, so it can be used to to be taking such a vague view or a both sides' view of an issue that you don't really take a stand on it, um, and thereby avoiding the question. Really, yeah. I'm also going to stretch it a little bit in right. this. In in a if someone less charitable might call a mark like way to uh, <laughs> I was going to say yeah you're, you're stealing my thunder to yeah. also cover kind of redefining words of of what if someone asks a question yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then yeah. saying well if you mean if by yeah, that yeah. you mean this and yeah. then yeah. taking the question in a completely different and way it, and it also allows you to to. Well, as he's done brilliantly there, is to duck criticism from each, yeah. either side, and you can kind of slippery eel your way out <laughs> of um, coming down on one side or another. Yeah, and yeah. so I would, I would gladly, you know, being the being the uh, inventor of <laughs> stretching it beyond beyond this, beyond recognition. Yeah. So yeah, for our first Trump example, it, mm -hmm. it unsurprisingly, Trump has never actually been as clever in his rhetoric as this speech at all no. so he he doesn't really both sides stuff he he doesn't care about anyone other than his base mm. so yep. he only yep. says things they want to hear so the the kind of definition i'm using here mm -hmm. in a very if by whiskey kind of way mm -hmm. is when the trump administration redefined words specifically the Department of Health and Human Services under mm -hmm. the Trump administration sought to redefine the word sex. And right. by implication in their memo that they did, also gender, 
because they were basically flattening them and pushing them together as one thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was talking about Title IX uh, yeah. protections for gender identity, for protecting specific classes of people. So the memo that they proposed, the HHS, said um, that sex means a person's status as a female or a male based on immutable biological traits identifiable by or before birth and that the mm -hmm. sex listed on a person's birth certificate as originally issued can, shall constitute definitive proof of a person's sex unless rebutted by reliable genetic evidence. Okay. So basically yeah. they, they went, ah, oh, sex. Well, if by sex you mean, mean this yeah. specific definition, which is yeah. not, a bi not a scientific definition or yeah, a social yeah. definition that we yeah. use as, in society of sex then yeah. we are going to do this in a way that basically excludes trans people from protection. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and they called it grounded in science, mm. you know, insofar as we've used some scientific words. I like mean, grounded in, in as much as they ground the science up into, a, yeah. into tiny bits, which <laughs> didn't... ground it into the dirt. Any relation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just any scientist in this area whatsoever would immediately yeah. say, yeah, this is, this is grounded in yeah. a kind of third-grade understanding of science. Yeah. This is... It's the this stuff that we, as, te we teach you beyond you know the primary school it's nonsense and it was just a transparent attempt to redefine it in a way that allowed them to be bigots essentially yeah <laughs> as if, as, yeah as if no one would notice apart yeah. from the entire scientific community yeah you know not just biologists physicists and chemists as well yeah who just went no it's do you know what it's a lot more complicated than that uh, yeah yeah, yes. and in a, and in the same essential method of just taking words and either redefining them or ignoring yeah. their existence, essentially, <laughs> the CDC came out in 2017 with, or, or analysts at the CDC said that they had been forbidden from using certain words and believed that other parts of the Department of Health and Human Services, which the CDC falls under, probably yeah. had the same rules. Yeah. And and words that they were forbidden from using in budgetary documents, in policy documents, were vulnerable, entitlement, diversity, transgender, fetus, evidence-based, mm -hmm. and science-based. Wow. So... <laughs> wow. So not only have they gone, if by sex you mean uh, something, something, something that's base that's ground in science yeah and then 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 the next bouncing caveat is if by science you mean something <laughs> yeah. that isn't so they're there because their alternative phrase was uh recommendations based on science in consideration with community standards and wishes yeah that's which not isn't science. What science is no. <laughs> science is utterly objective and strives to be completely objective and separate from Whatever the community standards and wishes are, can you can, can you imagine? Well, that's <laughs> isn't that what Galileo suffered at the hands of? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they've the yeah, they've gone basically. If by science you mean what we reckon, yeah, <laughs> what we determine because these are our community standards and our wishes uh -huh. that the Earth is flat and the universe rotates around the Earth. Um, then that's then that's that science stuff that disproves that is heresy, and you'll you'll be burned at the stake for it. Sorry, flat earthers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So 
Our second example is a, a tweet from Donald Trump Jr., uh, which yeah. was actually a reply to a tweet from Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden in oh, September okay. of 2020, mm-hmm. pre his election, said Donald Trump ran for office saying he would represent the forgotten men and women of this country. And as soon as he got in office, he forgot about us. And Don Jr. replied to that saying, if by us you mean career politicians who spent a half century in government, then yeah, he didn't worry too much about you and your kind. (laughs) And in in the process, he allies himself with us, Donald Trump Jr., in the same way that he did when he got a selfie with some people when he he rode in coach on the plane. But he, but he, and they said, yeah, he's just like us. Yes, if by us you mean this, then he didn't worry about you. He, but he was more concerned with people like us. He's he's implying, and that he is like <laughs> he's us. one of the forgotten he's men. One yeah. of the forgotten men. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. we've tried our hardest <laughs> to forget him. So yeah, quite I mean, right. yeah. also by his dad, he's. Probably yeah. regularly forgotten. Yeah. That's, so that's not true. quite as much as Eric, admittedly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, <laughs> our third example actually comes from a Trump supporter. Or I'm, I'm making a slight assumption that he's a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Based, based on what he says. Based, based, based on what he says, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm reasonably confident uh-huh. that he's a Trump supporter. This yeah. is on an article that was on floridapolitics.com. So mm. brilliant, I'm sure. That's a, yeah, that's a... Uh, oxymoron (laughs) (laughs) yeah actually the this particular page of florida Florida politics was pretty much just printing a uh a press release that was from uh, associated press oh real and um and it was about biden blaming trump for the unrest and riots in the in the summer of 2020 which is completely reasonable yeah and a commenter said Nothing new here. The Trumpster just repeats himself over and over again. Congratulations on supporting the most corrupt, divisive, racist, lying administration in US history. Nothing new here, just lies and more lies like Trump. Mm -hmm. And the person who I'm assuming is a Trump supporter replied to that saying, if by divisive you mean he's pro-America and if you want to burn down and destroy America and turn it into a socialist Marxist shithole, then you're right. He is 100% divisive. Now, if you mean create a race war and war between classes, then you're talking about the Obama administration and the mainstream media. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to say, and then you're right. <laughs> he is 100% divisive. Uh-huh. Wow. So if, you, if wow. you define divisive as he loves America and you hate America, <laughs> then yeah. yes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but if you mean the other thing... Yeah, if you mean what you actually mean, mean then... Then Obama. Actually nothing to do. That's Obama. <laughs> Obama. Obama. Mainstream media. And now is the time, I think, for Mark's British politics. Corner. If by someone who very carefully engineers his responses to abdicate any responsibility whatsoever, you mean Boris Johnson, <laughs> then yes, well, here he is, as is the culture of slippery, constant blame-dodging redefinition that he engendered whilst in what we are calling the position of utmost responsibility. If you are by position of utmost responsibility, the Prime Minister. This is a speech that he gave to businesses at the JCB's UK headquarters regarding the, his Brexit-based bid for the Tory leadership on January 18th, 2019. And he said this about controlling immigration. I'm not 
a nationalist, if by that you mean I'm a xenophobe or someone who deprecates other countries and cultures. Absolutely not. Far from it. I'm called Boris, apart from anything else. My ancestors come from all over the place. Like, I don't know, all this, anyway. <laughs> Couldn't think of a place. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. No, anyway, please. Yeah. So, and, and he goes on to, so basically he's saying, I'm, if, if, if uh, by a nationalist you mean I'm a complete and utter fucking racist that mm-hmm. deprecates other countries and cultures, then, well, I'm called <laughs> Boris, for one thing. Well, you're also called Alexander <laughs> de Fifal, Boris. Yeah, and yes, sure enough, it doesn't, yeah, but it's kind of, that's using the I'm not a racist, some of my best friends are black <laughs> argument. Uh-huh. And what he does, is he does go on to say, if, however, you mean by being a nationalist, it is possible to be a nationalist who supports and defends immigration and the rights of others, but at the same time advocates being able to control one's own national borders. And this was because a tenet of the Leave campaign that he was the champion of was that whilst belonging to the EU meant free movement of our citizens into Europe, which they agreed was a good thing, it also meant the free movement of people into the UK. And that is termed unchecked immigration, because it's a bad thing, insofar as that's the kind of thing that would hemorrhage votes to the right-wing parties like UKIP if the Tories didn't embrace it as a bad thing. And thinking about it, it should have been done a lot earlier, and the likes of Boris's Turkish ancestors would thus not have been able to come <laughs> here and permit subsequent generations to eventually begat Boris. And of course, ironically, if by nationalist you do mean out-and-out races, there are many examples of just that, just such as detailed by the Daily Mirror's Mikey Smith, in who went, who in the Daily Mirror, at, when this speech came out, he said, well, yeah, you, you'd say that if you mean xenophobe. <laughs> he says, right, in August 2018, Boris compared Muslims who wear face veils to letterboxes and bank robbers. Is that a little bit deprecating? In 2013, he appeared alongside the Malaysian Prime Minister at the World Islamic Economic Forum and suggested that more and more women were going to university in Malaysia because they've got to find men to marry. And in 2006, he wrote in the Telegraph, for 10 years, we in the Tory party have become used to Papua New Guinea-style orgies of cannibalism and chief-killing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And in 2002, he described black people as flag-waving pickaninnies with watermelon smiles in a column for the Daily Telegraph, talking about why the Queen loves going to the Commonwealth. It's kind of amazing, and yet at the same time not surprising in the slightest. Yeah, so yeah. he's using the, if by this you mean that, then I'm certainly not that, And if, but if by this you mean I want to control immigration and whilst it's a good thing, I think we should be able to... He goes on to try and say, actually, it's about the control that we don't have under the EU, none of which was true, because when the EU directive came in about free movement, which was late 80s, early 90s, and subsequently Theresa May under David Cameron was foreign minister and she didn't enact the national rules that you were unable to enact to limit immigration under that European dictate. So the, the rules are there. The Europeans say, well, we're not going to enforce people to have a quota of immigrants. Of course we're not. We're not going to do that. Here are some rules that you can use to control that. They didn't use them. 
So, and of course, it's the all you've got to do is shout immigration because, as the next journalist goes on to say, you will say anything to get votes. Boris is the master of saying exactly what his voters need to hear. In the same speech, Channel 4 News' Michael Crick asked a question about the Leave campaign's message that unless we vote Leave, 80,000 Turkish migrants will be coming to England. 2016, the referendum, you and your chum... uh... Dominic Cummings in the Vote Leave campaign suggested 80 million Turks would come to this country. Well, I, I actually, um, I didn't say anything about about Turkey in the in the ref. I, I didn't say anything about. I didn't since I made no remarks. I can't. I can't the defend them. Did, the Vote Leave campaign. Did. Well, I didn't make any remarks about Turkey, mate. I, 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 I'm, you were the leader of the Vote Leave campaign. Well, you do me. You do do me too much honour. I was. Uh, I was. I was. I was happy to support Leave. And, and, I, and I do, and I, and I did. So I think in there I've spotted several hidden <laughs> if-by-whiskies, which for me typify Boris's use of the micro-plausible deniabilities that uses the, the splitting hairs of meaning that allow him and his chums to claim they were taken out of context. So that when he says, I didn't say that thing about Turkey, I think in the hidden in there is, is if by saying you mean <laughs> actually saying it out loud then possibly he didn't. However, one poster featured a British passport depicted as an open door with a trail of footprints going through it alongside the the slogan, Turkey, population 76 million, is joining the EU. Vote leave, take back control. And in 2018, this and many other vote leave ads were submitted to the Department of Culture and Media Support Committee by Facebook as part of the committee's inquiry into fake news. And then he says, well, I didn't make those comments, mate. And the, the, the hidden one is, if by comments you mean I commented on something, then I didn't, But except he did, because in uh, April 2016, he was quoted by the Daily Express and the Sunday Times and the Spectator as saying, I'm very pro-Turkish, but what I certainly can't imagine is a situation in which 77 million of my fellow Turks and those of Turkish origin can come here without any checks at all. Strictly speaking, (laughs) it's probably not a comment. If he's in an interview, it's an answer. So, um, yeah. And then, then he said, well... Ah, you do me too much honour. Ah, I wasn't the leader of the Leave campaign because he's, he's implying, well, if by leader you mean I was elected, the Leave certainly wasn't that. Blah, blah, blah. But um, the Vote Leave campaign director, his chum Dominic Cummings, wrote after the referendum, if Boris, Gove and Gisela had not supported us and picked up the baseball bat marked Turkey slash NHS slash £350 million with five weeks to go, then 650,000 votes might have been lost. So whilst, you know, if by leader you mean someone who's elected to run the campaign to be the head, then... He wasn't elected. If by elected, you mean <laughs> that there was a membership that had a vote on who was going to be the leader then? And if by membership, you meant... I think if it was raining, Boris could walk from his house to number 10 without getting wet. He's that practised at dodging between the infinitesimally small variations of meaning. <laughs> Is a tax to pay I just don't know And I just can't say The questions are the answers You might need 
Creatures in a mess gonna be a while There's some fallacies in the wild No one can bring me Nadim Sahawi Alex Chester told a lie And all my honor I asked him why People like him just can't be bored Oasis there, of course, with you know what I mean. So in the Fallacy in the Wild, we like to talk about the Fallacy of the Week from a non-political perspective. And our first example this week comes from The Simpsons. Yay! And this is um, immediately following on, actually, from a previous (laughs) example that we've used. And I think the complex question... Fallacy? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're being interviewed about why they hate America, yeah. basically, <laughs> by an obnoxious talk show host. Well, America's not perfect. So America isn't perfect. Is that why you and your son hate us? If by us you mean loudmouth talk show hosts, which everyone seems to be in this country, then yes, I do hate Americans. <laughs> quite a quite prescient thing, isn't it? Everyone's mm. a now a loudmouth talk show host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we know lots of them, and we've looked at lots of their outputs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Marge goes completely the other way. She doesn't avoid a question. She makes it much worse for herself yeah. by interpreting his question in the worst possible way. Yeah, so, turn it back on the hip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she doesn't even, there isn't even another one no. that says, but if you mean yeah. us... Yeah, you know, fun-loving, flag-hugging... Yeah, patriotic Americans. Yeah. Yeah. No, she just does the... Yeah, if if, if you mean people like you, then yes. Yeah. Yeah. So So our second example is from Pulp Fiction, and this is when uh, Marcellus Wallace, Ving Rhames, is telling Butch, Bruce Willis, why it's probably time he gives up boxing. See, this business is filled to the brim with unrealistic motherfuckers. Motherfuckers who thought their ass would age like wine. If you mean it turns to vinegar, it does. If you mean it gets better with age, it don't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't unseal an old bottle of wine because inevitably it would have... Having did that when my mum died, she had a bottle of champagne that was probably 70 years old and it had never been opened because nothing was ever important enough to open it through her entire life, marriages, births, deaths. So, and actually the only thing important enough to open the bottle of champagne for was the opening of the bottle of champagne. Mm-hmm. We made the mistake of not selling it, you know, auctioning it, whatever, to a collector and using the money to buy a perfectly nice drinkable <laughs> bottle of champagne 
but we opened it. Turned it, it was good. like it was not good. It was like vinegary syrup. I mean, I think I don't think it's probably I mean, fair to say don't syrup, ever yeah. open an old bottle of wine. Because <laughs> no, no. there's some supposedly that get better with age, and that yeah. is what Marcellus is. Um, saying. kind of saying here is that, that you know people that, well, think they don't. He's saying well, they don't. people think <laughs> yeah. that they bo- uh, you know boxes will age like for example, a fine wine will yeah will yeah. get better like with the age ones but actually that, that people who spend lots and lots of money on pretend it tastes good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so our third example comes from Fraser. yeah this is uh, an episode where Daphne who is a bit psychic she thinks she's a bit psychic anyway oh, God, yeah. Niles is is skeptical and yep. they agree to get a scientific uh, approach to this oh, right. and invite yep. a scientist who, who tests these kind of things yep. to come and give her a test. And he's played by Fisher Stevens, who was the offensive Indian stereotype in Short Circuit. And, oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and um, also played a psychiatrist in, in an episode of Friends. Believe me, nothing would make me happier than discovering a legitimate psychic. Oh, so you've never found one. Well, if by psychic you mean people with above normal prescience, then a few. If you mean somebody who can beat the house in Vegas, then no. <laughs> well, n- nobody means someone with above normal prescience when they no. say psychic. No. That's not what a psychic means. <laughs> no. That's just no. someone who's good at figuring stuff out. Yeah, or uses a vast quantity of lifetime experience to go, well, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to just sell my shares yet. Yeah. 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 yeah, people's level of intuition in specific topics, often things they're very familiar with, varies. That's not psychic. No. And and so, yeah, only by redefining the word can he claim to have found any psychics. Yeah, basically. yeah. <laughs> and I think I was expecting James Randi to burst into the scene <laughs> and go, if by prescience you mean <laughs> yeah, stuff that normal people have, mm. then, yeah, that's not a psychic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. Because ultimately, you're right. See, I, yes, I, I, I take it back that you stretched the whole redefining the word thing. <laughs> it's not you didn't um, charitably or otherwise. Yeah, it is ultimately. Well, I keep wanting to go to straw man or or the goalpost moving. It's that kind of taking their argument and turning it into something else, and then denying it based on the something else that you've turned it into. It, you know, kind of telescope. Yeah, I guess there's a, by... there's a part of that in there. Yeah, there's, mm. it, yeah, mm. yeah. So I came up with an example. It occurred to me that because we work in the realms that we do, there's a guarantee that opinions will be held strongly in the worlds of film and music, both with and without the if by dot 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 you mean caveat. And and this example I found on a worst song in the world poll from 2013 against the entry for Seasons in the Sun. So I was looking up who sang Seasons in the Sun, and um, and this came up. It was voted worst song in the world in 2013. And someone replied, if you mean the version by Terry Jacks, I concur. I recommend the version recorded some decade or so earlier by the Kingston Trio. And another reply to that proposes, yeah, but if you mean Jacques Brel's version... His incomparable artistry was casually but mortally wounded <laughs> by anything that came after. So there's that kind of, if you mean this, then yes. But if you mean that, then I would disagree. But if you mean, and so despite all that, I think the original proposal is still right. It is a bad song. But if you're going to talk about versions of June, <laughs> if you mean, the, yeah, 
then we will we can argue for hours about that. If you mean the David Leach, yeah. If the top of the worst song in the world poll of 2013 wasn't Life by Desiree, then it's not a valid poll, in my opinion. Yeah. And and the, I should say, the top of every worst song ever. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's, the, it, it's just objectively the worst song that's ever been released. Right. It's just the worst. It's not even the worst song. It's the worst thing. Thing. Yeah. Thing. It's just the <laughs> worst mean, thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Of all, uh-huh. I mean, I've worked, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, there are some things yeah, that I'm not, I can think of. That I'm not are putting bad. it. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not putting it in a specific category. No, it's worse just than things. all the other things. Yeah. yeah, in 2013 or or any. No, 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 since. no, no. I mean, I, I, it before. probably wasn't. It was way. It was before 2013, but it existed oh, okay. at that point, and therefore, oh, right. yeah, from yeah, the yeah, point yeah. at which it existed, <laughs> moving forward, any time. I mean, ideally. Any polls that were taken before that as well, they should yeah. have anticipated how bad it would be and added it there. There you go. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, um, no, I mean, it's just, you know, I yeah. I don't want to see a ghost. It's the sight that I fear most. I'd rather have a piece of toast. Those are the fucking lyrics to a commercially released song for grown-ups. <laughs> well, it's unacceptable. I think what happened there is they put a placeholder in and just went, yeah, yeah, we'll come back and find something there. Just finish the song, get the words down. We'll just get it, get the, we'll know we've got to go back and fix that. So we're going to, we're going to play fake news, folks. I love the game. It's a great game. I understand the game as well as anybody, as well as anybody. Yes, it's time for fake news, the game where I read out three Trump quotes, two of which are real and one I made up, and Mark has to figure out which one is fake news. You see, if by figure out, you mean identify the one I'd most like to hear Trump say, despite that it might be fake, then I'm not so sure. However, <laughs> if you mean positively understand the way that you write these things in order to humiliate me and I dare say all, some, several, maybe none of our <laughs> listeners, then, I, then I'm quite uncertain. And that's my stance and I'm not going to deviate from it. <laughs> We have we have heard from listeners who say they also find this difficult. So you're not alone. Yeah, but it's that not, doesn't mean that they get it wrong. They might. We no, all find true. it difficult. They probably find it yeah. difficult. And then I'm thinking they're being quite charitable. They're going yeah. in a kind of patronising way. They Don't are just patronise to be nice me, to you. you listeners. <laughs> yeah, they're just going. Yeah, poor fella. It's, we all find it a bit <laughs> difficult. Yeah, but all the way up until getting the right answer. Yeah, yeah. So right, oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Last time we talked about Trump kind of inveigling his way into things he says about oh, yeah, dead the people. life of dead people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. And and in a weirdly prescient way, mm. but not psychic. This <laughs> yep. also follows that same theme because. Yeah. Are you aware of Diamond and Silk? No. A double act of black women who uh, were very pro-Trump. And, oh, okay. And That's became, probably why I haven't heard of them. Yeah. Uh, online commenters um, mm-hmm. who who rose up in in fame for how pro-Trump they were, and ultimately <laughs> became kind of Fox News contributors. Yeah, course, and then got yeah. chucked off Fox News for for COVID misinformation. Oh, Fox News. Yeah. Right. Okay. Their yeah. sisters, Diamond, largely would uh, yell and rant and occasionally swear, and yeah. and Silk would mostly just go. Mm-hmm. All right, and, <laughs> and that kind of sarcastic <laughs> yeah. affirmation. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, unfortunately, 
Very sadly, yep. Diamond died oh, no. a couple of weeks ago. Oh, dear. But Trump was such a big fan of theirs and they yep. of him that mm-hmm. he attended the memorial service. Okay. Uh, yep. Which was televised on Right Side Broadcasting Network, that big, yep. famous uh, channel. Yeah, yeah. And he spoke right. for a while, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They were keen to get on with the ceremony and yeah. it was held up. By this jerk talking he was, about himself, mainly. Uh, to be honest, quite a lot of the people who spoke spoke about him and the fact mm-hmm. he was there and how much she thought he was great. And right. uh, he talked for 43 minutes. Oh, my God. Of which 13 minutes were about Diamond. Yeah. And the rest were about him. The yeah. other 30 minutes were about him and yeah. how and his kind of campaign and how terrible... America is now, yeah. Biden's in charge, yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. Just random things. So yeah. here are some yeah. things. He's never been one to read the room, has he? Yeah. So, so here are some, some quotes from his eulogy of one of Whoa. his biggest fans. Okay. Statement number one. The first time I heard about Diamond and Silk was from our great first lady. Very popular first lady, I have to say. She was on the cover of so many magazines until she met me. Then they said, keep her off covers. She was a great, great, beautiful woman. She was on so many magazines, and then she meets Trump, and they say, let's keep her off. Even though their sales, what they don't figure out, Mike, is that their sales would have doubled, tripled, quadrupled. Mm -hmm. So Mike Mm -hmm. there, by the way, is Mike Mm -hmm. Lindell, who was also one of the speakers at this memorial service. (laughs) Uh, and for some reason, yeah. Trump kept talking to Mike during his eulogy. He was he was like sat on the stage, yeah, and he would just keep refer he keep shouting out to Mike. It's weird. Okay, that's because he's used to having a mic uh-huh. standing behind him, yeah, passively listening to his <laughs> drivel whilst flies land on his head. Yeah. So uh, statement number two. Mm-hmm. This is talking about his time on The Apprentice. Obviously, as you would yeah. when you're talking, yeah. when you're giving a eulogy <laughs> for someone. Somebody's recently died. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh-huh. uh, and, and how when he, after he left The Apprentice to run for president, NBC was very sad, tried to get him to stay, but instead they went for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And because uh, he had to go and be president. And, and so he said, yeah. now Arnold Schwarzenegger is a big movie star, right? And he, I mean, I said that sounds like a great idea. He should be able to do well. I wanted to see it do well. Although, I'm not sure about that. You know, I had a choice. You understand this, Mike. If he did really well, really well, they'd say, what the hell do we need Trump for? If he did really poorly, maybe I won't make any money if that happens. But if he did really poorly, I can say, see, I'm the only one that can do it. Well, he did really poorly. He got no ratings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If by ratings you Uh (laughs) mean... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And number three, mm-hmm. she was a beacon of light and a great source of wisdom and common sense. That's what we need more of, isn't it? Common sense. What do you think, Mike? If there was a bit more common sense, maybe we wouldn't have left $85 billion of the most beautiful military equipment in Afghanistan for the Taliban to use, including three brand new Black Hawk helicopters and hundreds of thousands of guns and binoculars and other military things. But your sister Diamond was taken from us too soon. <laughs> Oh, that! <laughs> oh, what? See, I'm going so, for if I figured out, I I want to hear the one hear him say that. Then, oh, there it is. <laughs> it's right there. Oh God, what? Okay, so, mm-hmm, uh-huh. 
<laughs> well, that you see that the number three has got the 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 inkling of, of reality because it's got kind of eulogiac kind of things at the beginning and end with a massive detour in the middle. <laughs> Taken, just like they took military equipment away, she was taken from. But then the Schwarzenegger. Hey, hey. Okay, I mean, that's nothing but diversion, is it? Which makes you think that that's probably real. Okay, so, and yet, the one about the magazines. Subtly convincing. So, I wonder whether the two really outrageous ones are actually real, and the subtle one that looks convincingly real is the one you made up. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go for number one is the one that you made up. Okay, so the other two, which are you more convinced by? Uh, number three, the Black Hawk helicopters and Beacon <laughs> of Light. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, number three... Yeah. ...is... Yeah. ...fake news. Oh, man! Oh, what? Yeah. Should have gone with yeah. the first instincts of... No, it's... Oh, uh, sort of overthinking the He didn't thing. bring up, as far as I can remember, because I did listen to the entire 42 minutes. <laughs> He he didn't he didn't bring up the uh, the uh, the um, withdrawal from Afghanistan. Right. <laughs> Surprisingly, I mean, he brought up lots of other Schwarzenegger. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, lots of other the, stuff you wouldn't apprentice. expect in a well, eulogy. Exactly. Why but, not? Yeah, yeah. But he oh, did. He yeah. did do a lot of that bit where it's like, um, I I'm gonna because he had prepared remarks. He, so someone yeah. had written him a. Wait, he proudly said someone's thing. you know yeah. scriptwriters have written this for me basically. Yeah. So you know I'm, none of the stuff I'm no. saying about Diamond is from the heart at all. No. <laughs> he he basically said. However, I the have stuff these written I'm remarks. Up is. Yeah. 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 Um, and so yeah, he would he would say like half a sentence from the thing that had been written for mm. him, and it would mm. trigger a thought in his head, and he would go yeah. off like the dog from Up. On yeah. chasing a squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Um, and and then at some point would run out of steam and then come back to the remarks. Oh man. So like he always does. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. So and you just how disheartening must it have been at a funeral for a you know a cherished right winger <laughs> that um albeit right winger that the things that are most heartfelt are his stories about his disappointment at Schwarzenegger <laughs> getting the gig. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so that that one yeah. uh, was indeed it's, oh, uh, true. Christ. Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger's a big movie star, right? Right. And he, uh, I mean, I said, that sounds like a great idea. He should be able to do well. I wanted to see it do well, although I'm not that sure about that. You know, I had a choice. <laughs> you understand this, Mike? If he did really well... Really well, they'd say, what the hell do we need Trump for, Trump? If he did really poorly, maybe I won't make any money if that happens. But if he did really poorly, I can say, see, I'm the only one that can do it. Well, he did really poorly. He got no ratings. <laughs> 
So it's Silk in the background going, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's all she does. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So it's kind of what she would have wanted. Yeah, oh, she she was loving I mean, it. Yeah. He went on an extended rant about Pocahontas, about <laughs> about Elizabeth Warren, and right. she thought it was hilarious. She was having a great time. Oh dear! Yeah, it's the it's the it's the desperate sadness. People laugh uh-huh. at funerals. It's a release. Yeah. of built up. It was a celebration you know, emotion of Trump. <laughs> of Trump. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, let's uh-huh. just stick her in the ground and get Trump on again. Uh, at Jesus. one point, I didn't include this because it was it was over quite quickly. But right. so it wasn't the, you know it wasn't yeah. as long as some of the other things I wanted to. Hear include but um at one point he was basically complaining about how long it had been happening for because it was it was to be fair a reason it was a long it was like a almost four hour service three and a half hour memorial service um and he said well he contributed a lot yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but what pretty much when he got up to speak he said oh you know I, i i was asked if i would do this and i and and they said, you know, can you just give us a bit of time? And I said, how much? And he said, they said, oh, you'll be in in 15, 15 to 20 minutes in and out. And it's been a lot more than 15 minutes, hasn't it? And it's like, what the fuck? This is not how you start your eulogy. Jesus Christ, I've been sitting there a long time listening to all the hymns yeah. and so I was and promised I'll be in. Prayers and things, yeah. I've got places to be. Hour. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've got other people to see off to uh-huh. kingdom come. So, uh, also number one was was real, where he right. talked about Melania. <laughs> the first time I heard about Diamond and Silk was from our great first lady, very popular first lady, I have to say. She's uh, She was on the cover of so many magazines until she met me. And they said, keep her off covers. She was a great, great, beautiful woman. She was on so many magazines. And then she meets Trump and they say, let's keep her off, even though their sales, what they don't figure, Mike, is that their sales would have doubled, tripled, quadrupled. <laughs> she was a great, great girl. She was on so many magazines. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking <sighs> Christ. Yeah. He's like a kind of a fictional, fat, stand-up comic Played by Robert, <laughs> <laughs> up against the beauty of that Mississippi lawmaker in the fifties, yeah, you know, saying yeah, yeah. those wonderful things, and then he's going, you know, take my wife, somebody, <laughs> please. Yeah, honestly, I, I mean, you know, for this podcast, I've watched a lot of Trump stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's part of the cross I bear for the for the podcast. But but watching yeah. gladly but, the cross I bear. But yeah. he hasn't, although he he. Did a couple of speeches in small places to kind of kick off his his campaign last week. Yeah, um, he hasn't done rallies for a while. He hasn't been doing long talks, so I haven't kind of had to sit through much for a while. But <laughs> yeah, but this and you're kind of like enjoying the rest. Yeah, but, then, but what, oh my god, watching yeah. this because of all of the weird sharp left turns away from eulogising this woman. Yeah, into. Oh, and that reminds me of a funny story about how Joe Biden's an asshole. Was yeah. it, I I vocal I out loud said, "Oh, for fuck's sake, Trump!" 
several times when watching this, which yeah. I haven't done for a yeah. while. <laughs> like I, got... I couldn't believe what he was saying. <laughs> And you've got a big screen. I can imagine you standing up, getting exasperated, and standing uh-huh. up and pointing at, straight at the screen. <laughs> oh, no. On, yeah. Well, if he just stayed on script, it would have been... It would have been 15 been all, minutes It would have been 15 minutes, down. and it would have yeah. been nice stuff that he said about and, her. And Everyone you know would have been it, happy. And it would have been dignified. Yeah. It would have had some semblance of occasion and he would have got nothing out of the experience at all <laughs> no no that's the thing isn't it that's why he he can't stand waiting because he's got to get up there he's got to generate the adulation of the crowd and basically whine about things that he thinks have gone wrong and and stuff that you know pity me pity yeah. me poor me pity yeah. me have some have some you know concern for me, I've gone through all of this terrible, terrible stuff, and you know, and you're here for somebody else that's died. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. yeah. One of the <laughs> the big things that's gone round about this speech because I I actually had some trouble tracking down the whole thing because right. Um, there's a couple of Twitter users who thankfully who, people have been going watched, around yeah. taking it down. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, there's a, there's a couple of Twitter users who watch his or most of his stuff and will kind of clip little bits. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the commentary that has happened about this speech has been about those clips that have, that appeared on Twitter, and yep. it's kind of four short sections. Um, so it, it was tough to track down a whole the whole version of it. Um, yeah. But I I did it for you guys, um, but uh, but one of the things that has gone round because one of those those uh, clips that was clipped was of him saying of the two sisters. Mm-hmm. I thought I knew you both. I knew Diamond, but I, but I've just found out. I've just learned about Silk. I've just kind of you know I've just right. discovered Silk, and you're great too. Yeah. Which everyone has taken to mean he's. First of all, insane because they are never apart. They are no. they are absolutely a package diamond, deal. And yeah. then there's, there's no other there's no yeah. way he could possibly like, know one of them and like not the Pepsi other. Pepsi and Shirley. They're yeah. Burton and Ernie. Yeah. They're yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just it's not possible. But yeah. I'm going to defend Trump because because this was after Silk had been on stage for an hour talking about her sister. Well slightly talking about her sister, mostly blaming the COVID vaccination, which her sister didn't take for her death. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they're such strong anti-vaxxers, it yeah. somehow still killed her, the vaccine. Yeah. Just because it's in the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's basically yeah. it. Because other yeah. people have had it, and they yeah. somehow got her sick from it. So, anyway... Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did she? What did she die of? Heart attack. But because oh, okay. she's a big fat woman and she had high blood pressure. And right. So, so not like yeah. there's underlying thing. Yeah. Even if she did have COVID or the vaccine, there would have been underlying conditions. Yeah. Yeah. In this case, the underlying conditions were the overarching conditions. <laughs> yeah. Were the thing that killed her. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So having listened, what he was saying, I think. And yep. maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but I don't right. think that's ever happened before. So <laughs> no. it seems unlikely. Yeah. Um, I think he was saying 
I have learned a lot more about you by listening to you talk now. Because yeah. apart from the else, she, if, she previously he's probably only ever heard her go. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. So yeah, he's he learned a lot more about her. So I think that's what he meant when he was saying, you know, I knew Diamond. Now I know Silk too. You know, now I've yeah. met you. Now I know. I've had the I prim- like, yeah. yeah, if he had a, so, a, a better grasp of humanity yeah. and grace. And the English language, yeah. he might well have been able to sculpt those words yeah. into something that <laughs> momentarily wasn't about him. Yeah. Apart from the fact he would say, "I've learned much yeah. more about you but as no, an individual." I think, yes, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think people have been unfair to Trump in this particular instance. So, oh, yeah. so there you go. That's my. I think you. I think it's time, nurse. <laughs> it's time to check the medication levels, Jim. <laughs> Yeah, yes, that, that's all the defending of Trump I'll be doing this decade. <laughs> OK, for another 117 <laughs> episodes, yeah. Yeah, so I expect to hear something at 2.34 where you go, well, I've been thinking that actually maybe we should be you yeah. know, not being so harsh on him. Yeah. So, unfortunately, that means that you did not get this one right. Oh. No, I fooled well, you again. I yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. If by yeah. fooled you mean... Made you look like a fool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and not just me. One, some, several, maybe none whatsoever. Who yeah. you know find it quite difficult to. Yeah, up until you get the right answer. <laughs> yeah. Actually, send, Do, send yeah. us a tweet. Put a message in the Facebook group or, or on Patreon to say how frequently you when reckon I am you get wrong, it right. <laughs> are you right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, what's your percentage score yeah because mine's now 53 out of 107 which is slightly less than two prime numbers right there coincidence i don't think so (laughs) say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So it's time for the part of the show that this week at least is called The Fair Tax Act is Not a Logical Fallacy. And don't go away just because it's about taxes and that's really boring. It's not really about taxes. <laughs> not really. It's, it's not really, yeah. It's about, it's about arm wrestling, isn't it? It's kind of... Kind of, yeah. With, it's with, about whilst how... at the same time laughing behind your hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's about how bad a job Kevin McCarthy is doing. Yeah. <laughs> And, how, and also how much he like he gave away the yeah how many the, concessions he gave away yeah. basically yeah because because yeah. um, he's because he was not going to get elected as speaker unless oh. he kowtowed to the, the worst of the, of the yeah. worst yeah people get, people get like Marjorie yeah. Taylor Greene yeah um, and um, yeah actually, yes, she was on still his bring side. your firearm into Congress yeah. <laughs> yes yeah he got her on side pretty early on but people like Lauren yeah. Boebert Matt Gates, and and Paul Gosar and various others all the people that said it's about you it's yeah. just an ego trip yeah yeah mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah they they're they're terrible people and to get their votes to make him speaker he had to give up lots of things 
um, <laughs> including various kind of committee memberships. His grip on reality. Yeah. The, yeah. the ability for, like, any member of the House, and I don't know why they made this so broad, not just yeah. Republicans, but any member of the House yeah. can, can trigger a vote to vacate the Speaker to basically wow. get him out. I'm a surprised he's lasted yeah. this long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's because... Because this thing has come up and the Democrats are <laughs> loving it. So, well, and they're yeah, playing yeah. it to the hilt. They're playing along with the game, aren't they? They're going, yeah. well, <laughs> if you've said that, then surely <laughs> this is what it must lead to. And they know that it's got, yeah, this is the equivalent of the fiscal grip that the, the Conservatives always say they have and maintain over the economy. They are... Um, First and foremost, the people that are in charge of the economy, even when one of their leaders that was in for 20 minutes tanks the entire economy, so we all I mean, lose every 10, Every pounds. one of their leaders. Uh, the, ev- yeah, if no, you look true, at the yeah. kind of economy, the GDP, yeah. the national debt, the everything, basically, yeah. it, the, the debt goes up when Republicans are in and, yeah. um, and goes down yeah. when yeah. the Democrats and, are in. And yeah. And, Exactly like the right wing over here, the right hand side of the house will say, oh, we are the ones that are strong and stable when it comes to finances. They are just tax and spend, tax yeah. and spend, rather than tax and provide tax cuts <laughs> for our rich mates. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'd much rather do the spend thing. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. With tax spend rather it than on good stuff. Give it, give it to British yeah. Petroleum. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the things that McCarthy yeah. agreed to was a vote on a thing called the Fair Tax Act. And yep. and also that it would actually get a kind of a proper debate through committee mm. and that kind of stuff. Um, yep. And the Fair Tax Act is a thing that's been kicking around for 20 years, 30 Ooh, years? Yeah. Oh, yeah, than, yeah, since the yeah. early 90s. Well, because I can remember Frank Zappa talking. People got interested in talking to Frank Zappa, of all people, Um <laughs> I think it was even I think it was Reagan's administration. We're thinking, oh, right. yeah, well, yeah, because Frank would, Frank Zappa was was saying, yeah, let's just do away with income tax and put it put a sales tax on everything. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, it's then controlled by what you buy. Yeah, so that's the idea. You get rid of income tax, corporate tax, death taxes, payroll taxes, gift taxes, completely. Just yep. wipe them out. Get rid of the IRS, essentially. And replace them all with a thirty percent tax on pretty much everything you buy. Yeah, so a, a federal sales tax, with the idea that 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 money will then replace all of the other taxes, and the concept that it's fair is based on the fact that then you're it's a consumption tax. You're you're paying mm. tax on if you buy stuff. So yeah. the more the you know rich people more buy more buy. stuff, yeah, yeah. So they'll and pay more, more tax. Stuff, yeah. Uh, yep. Obviously, th- it's <laughs> incredibly regressive in that that means that um, people, people who, who no currently pay, don't pay, pay no yeah, income they tax. don't earn yeah. enough to pay income tax, yeah. they are still paying that 30% on Purchase everything, tax, yeah. which yeah. is a lot of money. So they they came up with a solution to that problem, uh, which is called a prebate, mm. where they mm, ah, nice. initially, they did there. the yeah. idea was to mail out a check to... Is it right, low-income right. houses? I think it's right. low-income houses at the beginning of every month so that they wow. had enough, basically, that that would cover... To pay for yeah, the increase. What, what they're allowed to spend, essentially, 
on yeah. food and shelter and you know yeah. the essentials. Wouldn't it be easier just to have a kind of low income declaration certificate pass well, or something? A bit like a voucher where you just go, oh, I don't have to pay the tax, and you I mean, just get it discounted off the price because the sales tax, VAT, and all that kind of stuff for the people that make the product are still going to get their value-added tax. It's just that they wouldn't pay the federal tax. Yeah. I mean, the problem is you start to come up against things like the issues with SNAP, the Supplemental Nutrition Mm -hmm. Assistance Programme, which low-income people have access to, and it's essentially food stamps, used to be called food stamps. One thing that some places are now doing... I can't remember mm-hmm. which state it is, but one state, I think it might be like Indiana or somewhere like that, has mm. has tried to specify quite narrowly what you're allowed to buy with that stuff oh, yeah. uh, to the extent that you're not allowed to buy any fresh meat. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Or like you can get canned tuna. That's kind of the most protein. That, that's that got to be lobbying on the behalf of meat. Yeah, big tuna firms. Yeah, but yeah, there's such a lot. They're like they're so prescriptive about what kinds of things you're allowed to have that it's kind of quicker to to list the things you're allowed than the things you're not allowed. Really, it's so patrician saying that essentially, you know, if you just give poor people the ability to buy food, you can't trust them to buy the (laughs) right food. food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You have to tell them what food they're allowed to buy. Deserving poor and absolutely, it's the same. It's the right wing thing that. The poor people are poor because it's their own fault. And we need to educate them how to do it better. Whereas the left wing say people are poor because of the fucking government (laughs) policies. So if you start to to have some kind of exemption system where, you know, it's like I I am low income, I don't have to Mm -hmm. um, pay the sales tax. Yeah. First of all, that's incredibly dehumanising in terms of well, having exactly. to show that, yeah. as as SNAP is. But also, inevitably, some local governments, some state governments yeah. are going to say, okay, you can. here are things you are allowed to use your exemption to buy, and here are things yeah. you are not allowed to buy with it. That means that people on low incomes don't have access to that stuff because it becomes yeah. 30% more expensive than it was yeah. Yeah. previously. Yeah, and And I think it's reasonable to say people should have the choice of how to spend their money, yeah, what just, food they um, want to buy, I mean, what they want to a, buy for their kids, etc. Yeah, there's a movement in international development that recognises that in the global south, the global north, who go in and provide, you know, and the US does it, the US aid goes in and provides monetary support through governments and local uh, non-profit organisations to distribute the aid that they get in community settings but then yeah. there's a but there's a recognition that who are we as the global north westerners to dictate who, what this stuff can be spent on and yeah. there's a movement to say just give them cash absolutely for fuck's yeah. sake yeah. you know don't don't give it to a charity who a local charity who will then distribute yet more blankets and yet more solar-powered lights. Just give them the money in their hands. Let Mm -hmm. them do what they want with it. You know, they might want to buy bicycles. They will buy what they want. They might want batteries. They might want a new well. They might want to buy 
booze, why not? If you're having a party, fucking buy booze. <laughs> you know, that, that's you should be allowed to. And that's an increasingly popular and, well, not amongst the international development <laughs> organisation. Well, I think to some extent thing. it's becoming more... More recognised yeah. to some extent, even among those organisations, to to say that actually, uh, yeah, because it, but yeah. it's a, it's quite alarming to discover that those inter, international development organisations are really feel old fashioned. It feels, you know, like that it predates Live yeah. Aid and the nineteen yeah. eighties. That they're still, they we know what you need, what's best for you. Yeah. And that phrase when, you know, <laughs> never worked ever yeah. anywhere. You know, we know what's best. You think you know what's best for you, but you don't. We <laughs> There's do. definitely been a shift towards investment in local mm. uh, communities rather mm. than, you know, driving up with trucks full of grain and saying, here's yeah. your grain, yeah. have this, yeah. now be happy. But it's been a kind of, but it's been a new thing ever yeah. since da- the Aswan Dam, you know, or the or similar dam projects. It's why when you go in there and say, okay, to solve your water problems, what we're going to do, and your energy problems, we're going to dam this river off, and that will provide you free electricity. And everyone downstream says, ah, yeah, we we <laughs> kind of liked the water, thanks. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> we kind of drink that. We're stuff, we using and, that, and we and we use it to to water our crops no no no, we don't need that now because we'll heat the greenhouses and we'll give you that so it was it was called you know local technology it was forget about dams let's just let people make archimedean screws that they can just get their own water it doesn't matter if they're made out of wood it works let them do it so and that i learned about that in the 70s so it's kind of a new concept since then but yeah, so it's get, gaining some traction. It takes a long time in international. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It takes a long time to chip away at that notion that we know best, and you can't possibly know what you're doing because you're driving a motorbike in some mud, <laughs> and you've got you live in the Stone Age. Yeah, yeah. So the prebate idea essentially is yep. is supposed to give low income families enough to raise them up to the kind of poverty level the the level of, mm. of where they're not having to to yeah, by, yeah they're not having to yeah. kind of use uh, to to just buy basic food and shelter and things like that the essentials obviously that is then a, a an administrative issue because they've got rid of the IRS yeah. by this point just so that money that. is going to be sent out either by the federal government or by the state government yeah. or what yeah and the sales tax is then going to be collected by all of the different state governments, so 51 mm. agencies essentially around the US. Which would pay for the prebate. And yeah. and yeah. those would then go to the Treasury directly. There is significant question of whether this would then actually pay for itself. <laughs> right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and well, certainly whether, sure. whether it yeah. would kind of replace all of the taxes that are currently in existence. What it would do, according yeah. to the kind of tax experts that have looked at it, is it would give the wealthiest people significant tax cuts like the biggest tax cuts yeah weirdly. because yeah yeah because the people people who earn or inherit because it, it wipes yeah. out death tax as well m- millions right. or billions of dollars aren't yeah. spending all that money on stuff they are yes. investing that yeah. money and there's no tax on investing that's fine no. there's no tax on inheriting or earning or anything like that it's so they're they're yeah. they're spending 
Like, there's only a certain amount of money you can spend. If you've seen Brewster's yeah. Millions, yeah. you should be well aware yeah. that 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 you literally there is a there is a hard <laughs> limit on it. how much money you can yeah. spend. Ah, uh, yeah, but that was in a pre-online world, <laughs> yeah. was it? But yeah. you know, there's yeah. realistically billionaires as a percentage of their income or wealth yeah. or inheritance are spending significantly yeah. less than people who are on the poverty line or just yeah. above the poverty line middle class incomes this tax would add to the cost of cars uh, gasoline mm-hmm. houses like everything basically that yeah. you buy yeah would make would be much yeah. more expensive though there's some people say 23% because they're being disingenuous but it's <laughs> but it's that's this yeah. is not how you work out tax it's a 30% tax and the reason they say yeah. 23% is because if something costs $10 then yeah. Under this new system, it would cost thirteen dollars, thirteen, because yeah. that's thirty percent tax, right? Yeah. But that three dollars of tax, that's only twenty three percent of the new price. So, of the thirteen dollars that you're paying for this thing, only twenty three percent of it is tax, because three dollars is twenty three percent of thirteen. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So, that, but that's not All how right. tax yeah. works. When you add tax no. to something, the percentage of tax that you add is based on, you know, how much it started at and how much you end up having yeah. to pay. Yeah. Well, it's a bit like buying anything in America. Yeah. You buy a cup of coffee in Starbucks and you it says on the tax, wall yeah. $2.40 and you get to the till <laughs> and you pay sales yeah. tax. In the UK, it says £2.40. That's yeah. what you pay. Yeah, we are still paying sales tax, but it's included in the yeah. price that's included on in display. the price. It's a bit. If only ticket sales for <laughs> events got that when they just they go. Yeah, it's two pounds. It's two hundred fifteen pounds. And then when you go to yeah. check out, he said, "Yeah, oh, well, there's an administration yeah. fee. <laughs> what administration is going on? It's on a fucking computer. How many times are we paying this programmer yeah. for having put but that? No, that's, program that's on? not how it works yeah. in America. There's you, there's all kinds of no. extra things. Just, I saw yeah. A, yeah. Um, a a tweet today where someone was posting a medical bill for mm-hmm. having a baby, mm-hmm. and there was a forty dollar charge on there for post birth skin to skin contact." So they charge you $40 Whoa. for holding, for holding your, baby. your own baby. What the fuck is that? Wow. How does that cost the hospital anything? To pick up your own baby. <laughs> and, well, perhaps it had to be supervised because <laughs> if it's your first, they checked. Is this your first yeah. one? When I had my second child, well, I didn't. I was present. <laughs> you were there, though. Yeah, yeah I was present. Um, at a distance because I got bitten during the first one. Wow. And uh, Yeah, not by the child, <laughs> but by the mother. And um, <laughs> so I thought I'd go up the other end. And, um, and uh, because the, we had to get home, which was admittedly only a five-minute walk from the hospital, <laughs> we had to get home because the first child was coming back from school, so from nursery school, so we had to get home. So I performed all of the post natal checks it's like there's a there's a uh, that save time it feels like that wouldn't save time let the doctors do it i say well yeah i did it okay yeah shop thing tickle the feet yeah do the thing like the drop test all that kind of stuff you know that's how i poke them in the eye everything did all the tests did all that got all the right wheel in the machine that goes ping 
yeah, we still had to wait for the doctor <laughs> to arrive. And I said, okay, I did this, this, this is easy, brilliant. Off you go. <laughs> and so it didn't save oh, any time feel, at all. I mean, this was this was a, a while ago, but <laughs> it, was, it, was <laughs> it doesn't the, feel like that should days. be <laughs> Loud. Yeah. No, I don't. I think I'm. Right. It I think was it was him left left wing socialist era. I think if the doctor yeah. comes in and you go, oh yeah, don't worry, I've already I done all this, the tests. That. That, no, that. they should say, I think we'll just double check. You know, someone with a little bit of medical training should have a look. I had, I had the appropriate <laughs> medical training because appropriate for that the, moment because I had, had seen one them do child. it. I had one child. It's not hard. It's kind of go. <laughs> Okay, I need you to change the tire on your bike. This is how you no, do it. No, but it's not You're changing, then it's able not changing to do the tire on a bike. It's having a child. They're different <laughs> things. I don't think you can They're compare to. Fundamentally made of rubber and air. <laughs> They're exactly the same, and they go round, and they, you know, and you've got to. They take are very them. bouncy. They are very, very yeah. that early. Yeah, kind of. The other thing I thought about with the tax system is that this would, in, in uh, the milieu of international development non-profits, there's no incentive for rich billionaires to give money to NGO concerns because there's no tax deductible. Yeah, yeah. If they've got no, That's true. no tax to pay, that would, Jesus Christ, that would entirely dry up as well. Yeah. Because I mean, there's, they just yeah. wouldn't, what, what, you know, it's kind of forced altruism um so you know that's the incentive dear mr gates give us a lot of money yeah to eradicate this stuff in you know uh, polio polio or yes uh-huh. and and put in some wells and allow people to drink and you know survive and go to school and not die in childbirth please can we have some money and in return any donations we will give you, we will give you the equivalent tax deductible. You, you, you can give this away, and that will come off your tax bill. Yeah, no, there's there's many issues with it. Yeah, yeah. Quite a big issue, which I don't think has been addressed at all. Really, is yeah. that this removes all state income tax, state mm. state tax, essentially. Mm. So yeah. essentially, all of the states would get all their money from the federal government, which is not what happens at the moment. And the Republicans are against big government. They're, yeah. they're, they want to shove everything out to local um, administrations. Yes. I think the issue is not discussing the viability of the, the sales tax because it's never going to happen. The, the real point is that the Democrats are really enjoying <laughs> the fact that they're coming up with all of these little nuances. It's going, oh, yeah, well, that's going to be difficult. Because McCarthy gave this up. Yeah. As a thing to get some votes in, yeah, yeah, he doesn't he, did agree he give with it. it. Up from... He doesn't support it. I mean, no. he's come out and said, "I don't support this," even yeah, though yeah. he's going to kind of encourage a vote on it. Yeah. And well, it's a bit like um, David Cameron and uh, Nick Clegg. Nick Clegg said, "Okay, I will go into coalition government with you if you give me a vote on proportional representation." So rather than the first, we have the first past the post election system here. Um, what he wanted to do was bring in proportional representation. And David Cameron went, yeah, all right. He didn't. He's He wasn't in favour of it. And he said, I'm not in favour of this, but I'll let you do it. And, of course, Nick Clegg fell for it. And when he came, nobody was interested. 
there was a public referendum on it and everyone went, yeah, whatever. So it didn't get passed. And that was the one thing. And Clegg squandered it. It's like playing your joker on the field rouge in Hits and Knockout. We've just lost 70% of the audience. <laughs> but they, but they got, and then failing to score any points and not doubling anything. And he did, he cried, yeah, great, I'm going to do it. And 70% else of the audience of, is, is very conservative there because I think 70% of the audience is, is well, 90% of the audience is non-UK. So, okay. and, then, and then of the UK yeah. listeners, you've got the number of people who were alive when It's a Knockout was on TV. <laughs> Yeah, it's all on YouTube. <laughs> just go and watch it. The Royal It's a Knockout. Go and watch that. Just find it and watch it. it then you'll understand. It was briefly revived by Channel 5 for like two seasons. So Yeah. 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 Was that when we were there? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. It? yeah. Yeah. Well, I bet you got some calls about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the point really is that yeah. none of this is going to happen. Because no. it doesn't have the votes in the House. It has um, yeah. like it, it has less support, this idea, than really it's had since it was proposed. In yeah. 2016, it had uh, 75 supporters in the House. Uh, this year, so far, there's about 24 co-sponsors wow. of this, of HR 25. That's in the House. Even if they could get the votes in the House for it, which they definitely won't, it would then go to the Senate, where it's never had more than eight supporters in the Senate. And so yeah. it won't obviously get through. And even if somehow they managed to do some kind of weird deal where they said, all right, tell you what, we'll agree on a path to citizenship and like free Medicare for everyone and all of that stuff if you'll let us yeah. have this. Yeah. Joe Biden would veto it. So yeah. there's there's absolutely no possible chance that this no. is going to get passed. But Kevin McCarthy agreed yeah. with idiots to to, do to it, have a hearing to bring on it up it. yeah 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 so is it ultimately just to embarrass kevin mccarthy i mean from the democrats point of view this is perfect isn't it because they will just say well he gave away the entire story <laughs> in order to get into office it was just a yeah um, i mean from yeah from democrats point of view it's just, it, the republicans are just wasting time doing stuff like yeah. this yeah. It's, and let them waste their time. Yeah, you know, when, the, when your Wait, enemy is yeah. making a mistake, don't interrupt them. Exactly. Just yeah. carry on. Just keep watching the screens. And they go, yeah, you carry on. Here's another thing I would suggest. Maybe, you know, this is how you might collect it, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. So you stoke the fire. Yeah. That's what you do. But the problem is that it is, it's the thin end of the wedge of things that he gave up, which gives... Mm -hmm the worst people, more power. Yeah. And and it's right. why people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boba, and Paul Gosar are all on the Oversight Committee, which is a powerful committee, which will actually... It won't achieve anything, but it'll yeah. do a lot of stuff that, that will make noise. And yeah. they have and already... Prevent a lot of things. ...started to do bad things, like mm. they used to have a committee, a subcommittee on civil rights and civil liberties. Yeah. as part of the oversight committee which seems like a reasonable thing for for there to be oversight on and they've disbanded that committee because yeah. they don't give a shit about your civil rights or civil no. liberties they want to curb them as much as possible yeah, yeah. james comer who is a fucking asshole republican uh congressman from kentucky he was a hoof hoof wanky bunker cunt uh yeah he has said that it doesn't matter that they're disbanding this this subcommittee he's also on the oversight committee 
Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, he's the chairman of the Oversight Committee. He's right. he's the one who has been saying how very, very, very important it is to investigate the Biden documents issue mm. and Hunter Biden and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because there might be some kind of foreign inf- interference or something, mm. or Biden might have given yeah. documents to people. And then yeah. when asked, OK, well, what about Trump? It was like, oh, yeah. there's no evidence that Trump did anything. Nah, <laughs> um, no, so, no. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that asshole. Yeah. He said... Uh, let me be very clear. Any topic that's not mentioned in the subcommittee jurisdiction is reserved for full committee. We can have a committee hearing in this committee on basically anything we want. So he's saying, you know, it doesn't matter that there's not a subcommittee. We can still look at civil rights and things in the yeah. main committee, which is basically and um, saying subcommittees are meaningless. We don't need yeah. any for anything. And no. and that, but that isn't, all of that, that isn't the all route they've the taken. They've just disbanded this one. Yeah, they've just gone. Not, yeah, ev- not anything else. Yeah. Let's just, not just care about one. civil rights so much yeah. as some of the other things we have subcommittees for. Yeah, because we can take care of that in the yeah, like the like right the, like they yeah. will. Theoretically, mm. it could come up in main committee. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So so the assholes in the house are doing bad stuff and will continue to do bad stuff because Kevin McCarthy, who is supposedly the leader of the House, cannot do yeah. anything about it because he's given ground to these people all away. Yeah. and yeah. is serving at their whim because cause one yeah. of the other things he gave them was the ability to get rid of him very easily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, vote me in. Because what I'm going to do is allow you to vote me out. Not just, not just, you know, I don't need a majority vote or anything. But or, but anyone yeah. could bring that up at any point, and we can have a vote on it, and you can get me out. Let's do it on that basis. That's open and transparent and full of integrity, but it's also weak and stupid. And yeah, well, you know, when you got. When you've had fourteen votes, you're gonna give <laughs> give away the what else must I yeah. give away in order to get why would you want to be in office when there's no power or substance to your office because you've had to give it all away in order to get into that office? As Groucho Marx once said, <laughs> I wouldn't want to join a club that would have me as a member. And finally, some things we really don't have time to talk about. In what must be one of the most frequently reused headlines since we started this show, it's been a bad couple of weeks in court for Trump. (laughs) To be honest, I can't remember the last time Trump had a good week in court, but even he doesn't usually end up owing almost a million dollars for having such bad lawyers. Judge Donald Middlebrooks, who last September threw out Trump's lawsuit against Hillary Clinton accusing her of rigging the 2016 election, yes, the one Trump won, ordered Trump and his attorney, Alina Harbour, to pay $938,000 in a scathing ruling that included lines like, this case should never have been brought, its inadequacy as a legal claim was evident from the start, no reasonable lawyer would have filed it. (laughs) Meanwhile, in a separate case, New York Attorney General Letitia James had asked another judge to impose sanctions on Trump's legal team after showing that Trump, several of his children and his lawyers lied multiple times in depositions and in written responses to questions posed in the fraud case currently underway, which is particularly impressive since Trump pleaded the fifth more than 400 times during his depositions in the case. The judge questioned the Trump team's initial response, saying, In my 35 years practicing law, I have never, never seen a pleading with such excess verbiage as the 300-page or so answers of the 15 or so answers to the complaint. 
and has actually asked Trump's lawyers to have another go. Perhaps this time they won't take the unusual step of claiming there's no such thing as the Trump Organization like they did the first time, despite Alina Harbour announcing herself in court during this case as representing Donald Trump and the Trump Organization. Wow. So in the saga of Cara Lago, Lynn Patton's term, she's a right-wing, well, what is she, a commentator, a journalist? Well, she's the equivalent, along with Lara Trump and Erin Elmore on Right View's ex-president daughter-in-law's podcast of the UK's Loose Women, washed-up Z-listers employed to up the gender balance when it comes to whinging ignorantly about HuffPost hot topics. Through a pointless expenditure of energy and creativity, just think what they brains like that. They could be addressing world poverty, world peace. These three maintain that no one would store classified documents in a private garage next to their Corvette. A dozen or so, you remember, that Biden had to return having discovered them. Rather than the proper way to do it, tens of thousands of documents in a publicly accessible golf club. No one would do this, so it's obviously because the Dems planted them there. Obama did it in order to get rid of Biden. Now he's served his purpose of winning the election, maintaining the Senate and holding the House to a tiny majority. We're reminded of foresight attributed to Trump in the good old days of Post, who incidentally has gone silent since June last year after a two-year hiatus prior to that, and the QAnoners who'd be able to see that Trump foresaw the election results 15 years before Hillary was born, etc., etc. Look, if the Dems had actually revealed that they'd win in 2020, hold the Senate, reduce the GOP to a hamstrung, whiny, infighting majority in the House that took 15 goes to elect a leader, and do that with a septuagenarian older than Trump yet, they'd have been laughed at in the face. So, yeah, okay. It was all planned and hidden and everything. But hey, if it works, <laughs> is it such a bad idea? <laughs> Another guy who's had a bad week recently, legally speaking, is Richard Big O Barnett, who was convicted <laughs> on eight counts. That's what he calls himself. On eight counts, including four felonies for his part in the insurrection and now faces up to 20 years in prison. You'll remember Big O as the guy who was photographed with his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Ah. His lawyers tried various tactics throughout the trial, including suggesting he couldn't get a fair trial in D.C. because a jury made up of mostly Democrats wouldn't be a jury of his peers, then claiming he was just caught up in the surge into the Capitol and was looking for a bathroom when he stumbled, all innocent-like, into Nancy's office. The fact that while there he left a note on her desk saying, Nancy, Big O was here, biatch, and then tried to copyright the phrase after he was arrested didn't really help their case. Nor did Vigo's understanding of the Bill of Rights when he claimed he was just a patriot. The prosecutor asked him, You love the Constitution? Love it, Vigo said. First Amendment, the prosecutor asked? Yes, he said. Second Amendment? Yes. Love the Third Amendment? Yes. And then the prosecutor asked, What's the Third Amendment? And Vigo paused and said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you just didn't plead the fifth each and every time. What do you get if you typed a photo of an angry, overweight, embittered wannabe politician made of pillows with a large, outdated moustache into an AI image generator? Mike Lindell! Mike Lindell apparently didn't foresee that one day he wouldn't be leader of the RNC. 
The pillow guy, that's a kind of joke, said by one of the voting RNC members, must have been music to Lindell's second plucked duck-stuffed ears. After all, it didn't seem to phase the GOP when Trump ran for nomination by the party. So, well, why wouldn't I win? I'm more qualified. You've got to admire Lindell's determination. His sheer manifestation would surely be enough. But damn it, if reality didn't intervene at the party's winter meeting in Dana Point, California, where he garnered only four <laughs> of the 168 votes. Ronald McDaniel won the election with 111 votes. Still, he outdid Kevin Phillips-Bong's silly party, who, as you'll recall, polled no <laughs> votes at all, not a sausage bugger all. <laughs> Despite his crushing defeat, Lindell remains plumped up and fluffy. Do you even know how this works? He responded to the criticism that he'd whipped very few votes. Wake up! Which is rich, coming from a dreamer who sells sleep materials. Still, could be worse. We could have got Ronald McDaniel. <laughs> oh no, wait. In an impressive, unbroken run of freaking out about made-up stuff, Fox News is outraged at Xbox for their latest update, which, according to one host, shows that they're trying to recruit your kids into climate politics at an earlier age. Make them climate conscious now. To which his co-idiot then replied, You're right, they're going after the children. So, what news led to this, I'm sure, entirely justified panic about children knowing about stuff? Surely an insidious new game that indoctrinates young minds under cover of entertainment and forces them to offset carbon emissions to unlock achievements and win premium downloadable content. Not quite. You see, the Xbox power settings include a power-saving shutdown mode that draws less power than standard standby mode. The new update will make that more energy-efficient version the default, thereby saving their users a little bit on the electric bills and saving a substantial amount of energy when you add up all the Xboxes together. Evil bastards. Fuck. <laughs> and quite right, Fox you to point that stuff out. Won't what somebody think of the children? <laughs> Won't somebody think of all the angry subscribers we've got to keep paying us money to make them angry and justify their expense. What the <laughs> fuck? That's brilliant. Can you not vet the ads on truth? Asked one user in a post on Trump's own truth social social media platform directly to Trump. I've been scammed more than once. Well, two things. What did you expect? And what do you think they'd do? All three. Why did you do it the <laughs> second time? Apparently, advertisers, real advertisers of real verifiable products and reputations, aren't that enamoured of advertising on Truth Social. It's difficult for them to get all the information they need to know about how well the adverts are doing because their monitoring systems are a bit antiquated. That, and whilst it's important for advertisers to be associated with leading politicians, Bob Hoffman, an advertising industry veteran and the author of The Ad Contrarian, a newsletter critical of the industry, says it's not in their best interest to get involved in that quagmire. <laughs> Truth is burning through about $1.7 million each month, and they only raise about $37 million to start with, so advertising revenue is sorely needed, especially as two federal investigations have also put about $1.3 billion of much-needed funding in jeopardy. Whilst the demographic is somewhat narrow, older, right-wing, dare we say, self-confessed conspiracy theoristy and hyperpartisan soccer momish, so 
consequently not much of a draw for the big advertising guns, especially since Truth Social's first avowed intent voiced by Devin Nunez, remember him, was to displace the big tech platforms. However, if you want to buy the chance to win a solid gold $1,000 bill given away free by Trump and aren't bothered by the snake oil salesmen who are running the competition with its not gold, not free, not given by Trump, non-thousand dollar bill, then the platform could use all the gullible help and cash you can give it. I'm thinking of moving to the US and becoming a political consultant, since it seems like the easiest job in the entire world, largely because the politicians themselves are so fundamentally lacking in self-awareness that they're prepared to pay huge amounts for obvious answers they just can't figure out for themselves. Take, for example, the Pennsylvania GOP, who have hired DC-based firm Public Opinion Strategies to solve the mystery of why they did so poorly in the 2022 midterms. The quest for a solution to this conundrum is expected to set them back a cool hundred grand and involve focus groups, voter interviews and other research. It's worth it, of course, because currently the brightest minds in the Pennsylvania Republican Party are so completely stumped about why they shat the bed in the midterms and wisdom so esoteric can only be gained through great effort and financial sacrifice. If at the end of this odyssey the consultants don't come back with you ran Dr Oz and Doug Mastriano and your party just set women's rights back 50 years, then they might have overpaid and I would have told them that for half the price is all I'm saying. Exactly. I was going to say, you can undercut them by 50% and still retire. Yeah. In Britain, Rishi Sunak continues to insist he is upholding integrity, professionalism and accountability at every level after sacking Nadeem Sahawi as Tory party chairman for breaking the ministerial code, not because former Chancellor Sahawi had to pay a £3 million odd fine to the taxman for things he didn't declare whilst he was Chancellor, nor for the fact that he untruthfully called the independent newspaper's investigation into the fact that he had not declared various receipts of monies that would require the payment of millions of pounds worth of tax as a smear, because he had not declared that whilst he was under investigation by the revenue when he was given the job of Chancellor. Of course, Sir Harwi maintains that, oh, if by under investigation you mean they were asking questions looking to my past business dealings, then sure, but I wasn't under investigation. It's a kind of reverse Al Capone trap. He was tried for tax evasion in lieu of being able to pin any actual moiders on him and Zahawi was found guilty of breaking the ministerial code about being untruthful in lieu of being able to do him down for undeclared earnings from offshore accounts. That, of course, is at the heart of the Tories' soul. No offshore tax loopholes closed under EU law in our country. We've taken back control, because why else do you think they fought so hard to get out of Europe? Sunak, of course, said he acted as soon as he knew, which I suspect contains an old, if by knew you meant had any inkling in an official breaks the promise of integrity and accountability kind of way, then I didn't know because I didn't have the job of Prime Minister at the time. Worryingly, on the face of it, on the other side of the house, Labour's Starmer gave a speech using such phrases as Labour is not the party of protest, but a public service. On the eve of an act banning strikes for public service workers being presented to Parliament and the largest and most widespread strike by public service workers. You know, 
the very people for whom the Labour Party was founded to represent. I fear that Tory like Starmer is pandering to the worlds of media barons and businesses to show that Labour is an electable proposition, despite the people's actual propositions for electing Labour, decent pay, supporting the strikers' rights, taxing the rich, curbing the obscene profits of the energy companies and voting for Jeremy Corbyn as leader. Let's face it, with these media barons, you can be sure the revolution will not be televised unless there's money in it. So that's all about arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this week. You'll find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com and if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask if it's a fallacy, our contact details are on the contact page. If you think we've used a fallacy ourselves, let us know. And if you've had a good time, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get podcasts. Or simply tell one other person in person about how much they like our podcast. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash ftrump, just like our straw man level patrons, Don Tuvi, Renee Zed, Schmutz, Mark Reichen, Amber R. Buchanan, who told us when we met her at QED, we can just call her Amber. And our true Scotsman-level patrons, Stephen Bickle, Janet Uetta, Kaz Tui, Andrew Houck, Max Beaver, and our top patron, Lauren. Thank you so much for your continued support. It really is very much appreciated. You can connect with those awesome people as well as us and other listeners in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Fallacious Trump. All music is by the outbursts and was used with permission. So until next time on Fallacious Trump, we'll leave the last word to the Donald. That's right. Go home to mommy. Bye. Bye. So that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this week. I just ran out of breath. I don't know why I started with so little yeah. breath. It's not even a long sentence. <laughs>